Matthew 18 reveals that the church life is practiced in reality in groups of twos and threes. However, it is possible for us to be involved in many services in the church without having a companion with whom we pray and open up our hearts. Today's podcast concludes our series on preaching the gospel with excerpts taken from a time of fellowship in Anaheim, California on January 7th, 2009. In this episode, Brother Andrew Yu urges each of us to find a companion to pray with every week for our revival, daily living, functioning, and practice of the God-ordained way. A link to the full audio can be found in the episode notes. Let me say something. Uh, This kind of living is a practice. Don't say, oh, I don't like practice. I like enjoyment. Well, you know, it's like somebody that says, oh, I don't like exercise. I I just like to eat. (laughs) Eat. I just like to eat. Okay, you can eat. And there's plenty of food there to eat. But you eat, 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 you'll eat yourself to the tomb. You eat yourself to death. You know, the human life, even your physical life, is is an exercise. If you don't exercise, of course, young people... It does not feel as much, you know, because you have uh, so much reserve. It's like even if you waste it, you can still, you don't feel death crawling up on you. But you get older. Every day you have to fight. Even getting up in the morning you have to fight. If you don't fight, that day you die. And uh, even the physical life, it's, it's a shadow of your spiritual life. And a lot of people especially second generation, they grow up, they heard things just one-sided. They heard one sentence, and then they missed the other sentence. They just said, oh, the church life is a life of enjoyment. Enjoyment, enjoyment, enjoyment. Sure, I am the one that is most for enjoyment. If you don't enjoy it, how can you touch the Lord? Blah, blah, blah. But if you think enjoyment just means sitting at your sofa and eating your chocolate, you're wrong. You know, this brother that I, I talked to you about, he start going to the gym and sweat every day. That is an enjoyment. You know, when he finishes, and then he says, oh, wow, I did my day's exercise. You know, that is enjoyment. You know, we have to start changing our concept a little bit. I'm not... I'm not telling you to be like a full-timer. Well, actually, full-timer is no... I'm sorry if you have some full-timers here. Some full-timers are no role model either, as far as living is concerned. So, so forget about that. Um, uh, it's not a matter of whether you're full-time or you're not full-time. It's a matter of whether you are... In this kind of a living, and uh, some people say, oh, I'm all right, I'm all right, I'm all right. Well, check yourself against this and see if, see if you are, um, you know, I, I used to tell people, I said, I like to run a vital clinic, you know, get people to come and do a checkup on you, the 12-point checkup. <laughs> If you don't have a checkup, you, you know, you get older, you need annual checkup. 
Well, for young people, you need you need annual checkup too. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how how's your spiritual vitality? Anyway, uh, I I just thought about you know strengthening this matter. Um, some of the saints they uh, made the resolution before the Lord. They said, "Year two thousand, we're gonna go out in groups, two or three vital groups together, or maybe one district together. We're go, gonna go out every week, and whether there's rain, whether there's sunshine, it, it doesn't matter. And we're not gonna do a lot. We're just gonna do fifty minutes." 50 minutes, and where there's people, there's no people who come back. And uh, I strongly encourage that. And I have the bonus and I have the confidence to encourage that because Brother Lee encouraged that. And uh, for over 20 years, we sort of um, pay lip service to this matter of going out and uh, knocking on door. And we say, every time you say, oh, the God-ordained way is to go out and contact people. Everybody say, Amen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> lip service. But never, never, too, never too many are doing it on a consistent basis. But it's very hard to do it individually. That's why it, you need spiritual companion. Amen. You need companion, you need to do it on a consistent basis to become part of your living. To become part of your living. And... Um, of course, I assure you, if you go out, you will get people. Don't think that people are that close. You know, it's, uh, I, I travel some, not a whole lot, but everywhere I go, people said, our place is the most difficult. You go to China, they say, oh, our place is the most difficult. We wish we can be in America. Then in America, people say, oh, we wish we can be in China. China is so open. Everybody is open. You know, fish jumping up to, to, the, to the boat. And you, you go anywhere. They say every place is open except our place. And uh, you go to Japan. They say, "Oh, Japan, Japan is a godless place. Nobody, nobody believes in God in Japan." Well, the the truth of the matter is, there is no place that is that everybody is open, and there is no place that nobody is open. So, just go out and do it. Do it for your own sake. Amen. You know, don't say, oh, I go out how many times, I get so many people, blah, 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 blah. Go out for your own sake. People will be safe. <laughs> I, uh, I enjoy so much this one testimony. Let me share with you this. It's very funny. Um, I was taking a class in the middle, of, I mean, the uh, FTTA training. Um, and uh, it was a God-ordained class. And so they all stand up and give testimonies before I share. And uh, these three sisters, they stood up and they share. They said, uh, well, we, uh, uh, we got the assignment that we need to go out and preach the gospel, but we don't have a car. And so we thought, well, maybe we'll just uh, make calls. And then we realized that we don't even have a yellow page or a white page. And so uh, what can we do? So they said, okay, we'll decide to just call random. Just, <laughs> just, just, just stop, just dial the telephone and just call random. And they made 30 random calls and they got four names. 30 random calls and they got four names. I started laughing. I said, all these, uh, tricks and, and, uh, and, uh, incentive that we try to, 
help the saints to go out, you know, put out all kinds of brochure, all kinds of uh, gospel tracts and this and that, and, you know, just uh, helping the saints so that they can get more contact. Here it is. Three sisters in the middle of the day with no lead and no telephone number in their hand. Just dial random. <laughs> Over 10%. You know, you got Bible for America. They say, oh, we got 3%. And then you got Rima, you got 2%. Wow, that's wonderful. You know, 2%, 3%. That's marketing uh, sterling performance. You know, <laughs> if, you do, if you do canvassing. You do canvassing, and you get 1%. Oh, then you're really doing good. So we got 2%, and we got 3%. I start laughing. I said, these three sisters, they have no skill. They have no marketing um, survey. They have no target uh, 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 audience. They got over 10%. <laughs> you know what that, sh- that shows? You know, in, in, um, in uh, Proverbs, there is a verse that says, the lazy people, it won't go out. They said, oh, outside there's lions. Um, I forgot how exactly that verse goes, but there is such a verse that says, the lazy people won't go out because they said, outside there's lions. And uh, when we try to make excuses, oh, we we'll always say, oh, there's all kinds of things out there. But you know what? I found out that the most difficult moment when you go out to exercise is when you try to put on your shoes, your running shoes. That's the most difficult moment. Once you get past that moment, the rest is cream. (laughs) The rest is enjoyment. (laughs) But for you to put on your shoes, that needs exercise. Well, it's, it's not something that I, I personally found out that it's not something that by yourself it's that easy to do. But if you do it consistently and with some companions, then that would be uh, much easier. Anyway, um, what I like to uh, just say something more is point number seven on getting a companion. And uh, um, I think for the um, young working saints, um, this is a very important um, uh, beginning, is to find a companion. If you don't have a companion, um, find one now. You know, Matthew chapter 18, the real church life is in the twos and threes. That's where they bind, that's where they lose. That's where they shepherd and recover the offended ones and the offending ones. Um, that's where they exercise the kingdom. And one of the messages on vital groups probably pointed out that Matthew 18 is, is, is the actual practice of the church life, uh, the church life in reality. And that's with twos and threes. And so today, all of us, need our twos and threes. And uh, with some of the young adults, either they don't go to the meeting and they get sucked up by the world, or they get hooked onto some services, like serving the young people or serving the children, and then they get hooked onto the services. Well, it's better than 
uh, get drifted into the world. Um, but um, that is not everything. That is not everything. So like James, he's a good brother, and he takes care of the young people and da da da. But your Christian life is not hope. Is not a, is not a, a supported just by these services. Mm-hmm. You you need to find a companion that you can pray together with, that you can open up your heart with. You know, to pray together is, is very, very important. And I, uh, I, I Xerox some pages um, that Brother Lee is speaking on the matter of, um, of how prayer is important to your vital group. But before I read to you that, I want to strengthen what James said at the beginning. Uh, when he uh, pointed out this matter of the 120 praying together. You know, uh, uh, the Lord resurrected, right? And then he spent 40 days to train the disciples. And during those 40 days, you know, uh, the disciples got a lot of infusion and got a lot of speaking and got a lot of appearing. And um, actually, um, if you read the issue of the divine dispensing, I couldn't remember the full name, those high peak books so long, those titles. But that book, it says in Ephesians chapter 1, the first part talks about the Father's dispensing, the Son's dispensing, the Spirit's dispensing. And broadly compare that kind of dispensing to the 40 days before Pentecost, when the Lord was essentially dispensing himself into the disciples. But, you know, that is great. But at the end of 40 days, then the Lord was taken up, you know, his uh, open ascension. You know, the first ascension was the secret ascension. Then 40 days later, it was the open ascension. Okay, the first ascension. He only need to go up to the Father in less than 12 hours. He came back. He finished all the business. In the second ascension, it took him 10 days. What, what needs to be done in 10 days? Why, why does it need to be so long, you know, before he come back and just pour himself out as the Spirit? You know, it only took the Lord, three days to go through Hades, finish all the business, wipe out the enemy, you know, kill death, took out the key, finish all the business. Three days. But he ascended in 40 days. And then he had to wait 10 days before he poured out his spirit. Why didn't he pour out his spirit in the 41st day? I'll tell you what. 40 days of dispensing, you still need an intensified upper room prayer. So, you know, you, you get, you get the dispense, dispense, dispense all your life in the church life. That's good. But in order to, for you to participate in the Lord's up-to-date move, the only way is there is no problem with heaven. But... You know, Brother Lee said one time, 
if you need a thunderbolt, you know, they said, you need to have enough charges up there, and then you need to have enough charges down here. Then boom, then the lightning comes, right? Well, there is enough charges up there already. You know, the Lord having ascended, becoming Lord and um, Christ and the ruler and the kings and uh, and and uh, obtaining honor and glory. You know, there's enough charges, but there's not enough charges down on earth. So that charges down on earth, those 120, they need to get into prayer. Amen. And so in order for us to be vital and have the vital group and be uh, in vital practices, we need to get into a definite um, practice of praying with companions. And that's why during the training we had time with the young adults and uh, we uh, propose, we suggest, we challenge that the young people here in North America would this year would have 1,000 such companion groups. So here in uh, Anaheim, if we have 250, so say like you have 100 of such groups. And then what do you do? You know, point number seven said it right. Two or three times a week. Just get together to pray. Pray 15 minutes. When you start praying 15 minutes, you'll realize that 15 minutes is very short. And you won't have enough time. And you will want to have a longer time. Um, why don't I just uh, read this with you? This, this one that I pass out. But before that, I want to read with you this, the last page. That page, I blew it up. It's from Fellowship Concerning Urgent Need of the Vital Group. It just tells you that everybody needs a companion. But that's Brother Lee's way of putting it, putting it together. Well, let's uh, read it together. And uh, usually when you read a ministry book, uh, there's a foreword, and then chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, and then the last chapter. Well, this is a very unique book. This book, when it comes to the end, it has appendix. And this is one of the appendix. It occupies one page by itself. And the appendix is how to produce and establish a vital group in the church life. Okay, let's read it together. Uh, brothers, one point, and then sisters, one point. Okay? By one saint to be vital, living, and active. Say amen. Amen. A, sisters. Amen. Through the thorough confession of sins, transgressions, failures, defects, mistakes, wrongdoings, etc., hidden or manifested before God and before man. Amen. Through the absolute and thorough consecration of oneself with everything to the Lord. Amen. Through the unceasing and desperate prayer. Amen. Through the soaking of the infilling and outpouring of the Spirit. Amen. So that's the first thing. By yourself. Point number one to six. Then, 
Roman numeral two. By contacting another seeking saint. Amen. Brothers. To fellowship with him or her according to the above procedures. That means not in a formal way, but in a way of from one to six. Let's pray together. Let's have thorough fellowship together according to the above procedures. B, sisters. Amen. C. Both of you continuing to contact other seeking saints and making them vital to join with you and to increase your group. Amen. So how many would like to do that in 2009? Raise your hand. Okay, sign the contract. Here's a sheet. Here's a sheet, right? Does everybody have one? We haven't, huh? passed, we haven't passed them out yet. Have, have but do you have uh, copies? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So prepare the copies. We'll pass them out. All those who have uh, raised your hands, too bad you raised your hand. <laughs> All right. You sign the contract. You will get into the exercise room. You know, a few years ago, I tried to go to the exercise room. The... Uh, Anaheim Hilton, it has a very good gym. And uh, Brother Philip Lee, he recommended me to go. I said, oh, that's a wonderful gym. And I started going there for a few times. Then I lost the uh, willpower. So you know what? You have to buy a uh, membership card. I bought a membership card for Alan Chan. I paid for him so that he can be my companion. (laughs) So that... I would have somebody to go with me to exercise. If you, you know, the secret of exercise, getting into an exercise, number one, let the whole world know. Number two, get a companion. If you say, oh, tomorrow I'm going to get into shape. Last year I gained 20 pounds. So tomorrow I'm going to start getting into shape. I start telling myself, secretly, nobody knows. Well, the likelihood is you will not do it. But if you start telling your wife, and you said, okay, starting tomorrow, I'm going to do this. And uh, if I continue for three months, I'm going to reward you and me with a trip, a vacation. So she will be your reminder. (laughs) The best. The best, the best way actually, if you rent a balloon, you know, those air balloons, and you write on it, Andrew Year is going to start exercising this year. Then the whole of Anaheim, whole Orange County knows about it. Then you will do it. For sure you will do it. Because the whole world looks at you. So don't be afraid to make some commitments. That's, commitment is what helps you. If you say, if I commit, then I don't do it, then what am I going to do? Well, this, the, the, the flip side is, if you don't commit, then you won't do it. So, you know, this is just another way of saying what Brother Lee is saying, that you need to pray, then you need to confess that you haven't been up to the Lord's standard, and then you have to make a co- thorough consecration. You have to make a clear-cut consecration. This is good. I'm glad that we're starting it 
at the beginning of the year, 2009. So start, start this year. And uh, time passes very, very quick. You know that. So it was yesterday that we made the 2008 resolution, right? And then you wake up and 2008 is gone. The locusts ate up everything. So let's not let the locusts eat up our time this year. And you, and you know what? This is the best year to get into the truth. Economy is down. That's good for us. You know, the seven lean years at the time of Joseph, that's the best time for Joseph. Then, you sell first, you get rid of your money. Then you get rid of your livestock. Then you get rid of your land. And finally, you get rid of yourself. And you get rid of them to gain the truth that is in Joseph's storehouse. I think that this year, I'm not cursing you. Don't, don't worry. If you lose your job, then it gives you more time to buy some more riches from Joseph's storehouse. And uh, I don't... I don't see it as bad. I see it as good. You know. Why? Because it's when you have the lean years, then you give up everything just to pursue the truth. Well, um, sign your name. And then who your companion is. And then when are you going to schedule your time to pray together. And I mentioned that last week in the uh, uh, fellowship during the winter training already. They said, oh, I don't know what to pray about. So I give you four things. Number one, pray for revival. Not the Pentecostal revival. Pray for the vital revival of all the saints, of yourself, of your companion, of all the young people. Everything starts with the revival. Then number two, with the living. Pray for a living. Pray for your living. Pray for your companion's living. Pray for all those young adults around you that you will practice these 12 points. You know, that's vital living. Then number three, pray that our function would be recovered in the church life. That we wouldn't be the backseat fillers, the pure warmers, no, but we would be the functioning ones. Functioning, of course, in the church life, you know, there's these three big things, three big dots in the church life. Lord's Day morning, one dot. Tuesday night, one dot. Saturday night, one dot. You know, these three dots functioning in those times. But not just that but practice the God-ordained way. And the God-ordained way is to beget to nourish in the homes day by day, you know. Um, and we know all those, you know, terms and all those procedures, but if you're not a vital person, you won't do it. And if you are a vital person, it's it's very living to you. It's, it's not, 
It's not something dead. It's oh ah oh I like the high peak truth. I don't like the God ordained way. Just repeat, repeat, repeat. If you do it, it's it's not repeat. It's like when you go to the gym and you say, oh there is no uh, no uh, great lectures. Of course not. Why do you need a lecturer in a gym? You just need a personal trainer and say, hey good, do some more, do some more. You're doing good. <laughs> I don't need a hired trainer to tell me that. I can get a machine and I tape all his words and every five seconds I just press, you're doing good. <laughs> you don't need a lecture for that. You just need somebody to you know, keep, keep reminding you. Reminders. That's what it is. And then, okay, number one, pray for revival. Number two, pray for living. Vital living. Number three, pray to have a proper functioning. And then number four, pray that there would be the participation in God's move. God's move. It's always before you. You know, the Lord's move to all the campuses. The Lord's move to all the cities. The Lord's move to all the countries. And uh, we say, oh, you can participate by praying, by giving, and by going. Well, you know, we say, okay, I, I cannot go, uh, and I cannot give. I'll just pray. You know, everybody says that. But how many really pray? <laughs> you know, okay. So, I just tell you these four things. Okay, five, nine o'clock. Let's, uh, time us up. I'm not gonna spend the time. Why don't you read it yourself when you go home? Okay? Mm-hmm. This, uh, these three pages of excerpts are taken from um, Fellowship Concerning Urgent Need of the Vital Groups, chapter 22 and chapter 23, excerpts, not, not the whole chapter. And all of that is about how much we need to pray. Oh, just consider 250 of the young adults if we would all pick up an interest, a, a taste for prayer, how strong a church life that would be. Thank you for joining us today. To hear the complete recording and other messages, please visit livingtohim.com. If you would like to receive regular updates from us, please subscribe to this podcast and join our mailing list on our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where our handle is at livingtohim.com.